Blog Talk Radio.
That's gproom at outlook.com. Amen? We are here for the body of Christ. We are a church. We are not a para-ministry. We are an international church. So we thank you for joining us. Our webpage, our web address is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you will see MIC Radio Chat. MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. That's the link to our chat room. We have a very holy and sanctified chat room. I don't know what you've experienced before, but ours is holy. God shows up there. Amen? And when the page changes, click Guest. After you've done that, sign in using your name. That's right, not my name, not Jesus' name, your name. Amen? And say hello and greet the saints, and the saints in turn will greet you. We welcome you in the name of the Lord, and we pray that you hear from heaven today, that you experience the presence of the Lord, and if you have sin in your life, that you are convicted by the Holy Spirit. We want to thank the Lord for his very presence and participation in all of our services. We don't have any services where the Lord is not welcome, is not present, and does not participate. Amen? We don't have any services like that. I don't know what you have experienced before, but we are not like some others. Amen? We'll put it that way. God is active and present in all of our services. So as we prepare our hearts to confess our sins before the Lord and to repent of them, to turn away from them permanently, we want to think about the love and mercy of God. The Lord doesn't have to forgive our sins, you see. It's not roped with him. He forgives our sins because he loves us, and that's something we need to think about. It's something we need to meditate on. He gives us his mercy, his loving kindness, his peace, his joy, because he loves us. It's not because he he wrote it in a book that he was going to do it that way, so he's obligated to do it. No, it's because he loves us. And that's why it's written in a book, and that's why he gave his pledge, because he loves us. And when we receive the love of God, it is natural to expect that we would return that love. Amen? Amen. This is not a one-way thing. This is a relationship that we have entered into with God Almighty through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, when we ask him to come live in our hearts, when we ask him to forgive all of our sins, we receive him as our Lord, the master and ruler of our lives, and our Savior the Savior of our souls, of every part of our lives. There's no part of our lives that is not under his jurisdiction and rule and authority and dominion. 
and we honor him and respect him that way. We reverence him. We submit to him. We yield to him, and we treat him with the highest respect. So, seeing as that is our mindset, that's what we have decided to do, we're going to honor the Lord by telling the truth. We're going to take a few moments, and we're going to communicate with the Lord. We're going to confess our own sins, our own iniquities, our own wrongdoings, things that we should have done that we did not do, and things that we did that we should not have done, attitudes we have had, thoughts we have have allowed in our mind, situations where we should have intervened and done something and we just stood there and did nothing. All of these things are unrighteousness. And you see, Jesus Christ has died on the cross for everyone's sin. That doesn't mean you can just sit there like, okay, there's, a, there's a, um, a leaf blowing in the wind and my sin is blowing away like that. No, no, no. He had to die for every sin you have ever committed, every single one, and every sin that you will ever commit. And the same for everyone who's ever lived on this planet or ever will. So you see, we don't take it lightly. It's a serious matter. It's a very grave and serious matter. So we're going to take a couple of minutes right now, and everyone is going to quiet their heart and their thoughts, and we're going to individually speak to the Lord and tell him what we need to tell him. We're going to confess what we need to confess. We're going to ask him to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? All right, you may begin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow, no other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we've come before you, and we've confessed our sins, our faults, our shortcomings, our undoings, everything that we have participated in by thought, word, or deed that was not pleasing to you, and many times not pleasing to us either. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for you to strengthen us where we have been weakened. We ask you, Lord, to shore us up where we're toddling 
and teetering over. We ask you to deliver us from everything that is not like you and does not find its origin in you. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for each of our sins. And we thank you that that blood is flowing right now. It's flowing from you to us. We come before the mercy seat. We come seeking mercy and grace to help us in this our time of need. We thank you for you forgiving us, and we forgive ourselves as well. We forgive all such that should be forgiven, Father, from our hearts as you tell us to do. We desire to continue in obedience to you. We desire to submit to you, to yield to you, to honor you, to serve you, and to obey you every moment of our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for receiving us into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you have your elements, we are ready. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. And said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. Father, we cover cocoa with the blood of Jesus. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord, for the cup. Thank you for your blood. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show and proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh Damnation to himself Not discerning the Lord's body For this cause many are weak And sickly among you And many sleep For if we would judge ourselves We should not be judged But when we are judged We are chastened of the Lord That we should not be condemned With the world Amen Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you for that, Father. We want to thank you that you made provision for us long before we were conceived or before we were born. If you've been to the chat room recently, Saints, I placed an FYI there. I think I did it Friday night. 
and it was an argument, so to speak. Actually, it was supposed to be a presentation by a lady, and there was this group of women there with their posters and their signs that wanted to heckle her, and she wasn't going for it. They wanted to tell her that abortion was their right, that they had a physical right. They don't tell you who who gave them that right, but it's their right to have an abortion and to kill a baby whenever they get ready and whenever they see fit. And if they want to use that as their their own uh, form of birth control, that's what they could do. So the moderator said to them, she said to the uh, person that was the spokesperson, well, when is it not a lie? If it's just a group of cells inside of you, when is it that it's not a lie? If it's not alive, then it won't grow. But if it's alive, then it can grow, and it can become what it was intended to be. So when is it when this group of cells is in a woman's uterus that it's not alive? If it's alive, then it's a person in development. If it's alive, it's a person in development, just like a plant. You have a seed in your hand. You put it in a hole in the ground, and you cover it up, put a little water on it, and you go on about your business. And in a few days, you see something green coming up out of the ground. Well, you looked at that seed, and you said, well, it's not alive. It's just a dead old dumb seed. I can chew it up and swallow it if I want. But once you put it in the ground, it came to life. So it appears that there is life in the seed. There's life in the seed. And when the seed is in the proper environment, the life that is in it springs forth. So, seeing as that is the case, when is the time when this bunch of cells that they want to tell you is there? It's not a person. It's just a bunch of cells. How is it then that every time this kind of grouping of these kinds of cells come together in the right environment in a woman's uterus that it starts to produce a, a, a baby, an embryo. It comes out looking like a person, acting like a person, eating like a person, screaming and hollering like a person, demanding like a person. Why is it, it keeps repeating the process over and over and over again if there's no, no life to it, if it's just a bunch of cells, then the bunch of cells won't do anything. But if it's actually the beginning of a human being, then why would you say it's just a group of cells when it's actually human life? I leave that question with you today. Some of you have never thought about it that way. And I want to challenge you to look at it differently, you see? I want to challenge you to look at that situation very differently because one of these days you're going to run into somebody that's going to try to tell you that, oh, that's not a person, that's just, (laughs) in fact, thank you, Holy Spirit, I've forgotten about that. I have a friend who's a pharmacist, and I remember years ago she had a miscarriage. And so when I approached her, and express my condolences, she just, oh, 
it was a, just a group of sales. And I went, oh, no, it wasn't. So I said, well, why did you get all excited about it? And run home and tell your parents and your husband and all your friends and colleagues about it if it's just a bunch of sales. I said, no, that was you all's child together. And so you should think about it that way. She changed her mind. See, she was trying to throw off some of the pain and sorrow she was feeling in the morning through saying something that wasn't the truth. But you see, she's a Christian, so I had to help her find her way back to truth. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise your holy name. In everything, we give you thanks, for this is your will for us in Christ Jesus. For by the Lord Jesus, we offer to you the sacrifice of praise continually. It is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to your name. It is the fruit of our lips. So it should be sweet, Lord, because fruit is sweet. It is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to your name. We praise you with a new song and praise in the congregation of the saints. For it is written, whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that changes his lifestyle to walk in your path, you will honor with the salvation of the Lord. We rejoice in the Lord. In your righteousness, it is right and fitting to praise you. For all your words are right, and everything you do is worthy of our trust. O Lord, you are our God. We will exalt you. We will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things, not only in times of old, but also in our day. Your counsels are faithfulness and truth. We thank you, Father, for blessing us with beauty for the ashes of life, for the oil of joy for our mourning, for the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, depression, and oppression. Bring forth the garment, the beauty, and the oil in Jesus' name. Amen? Bring it forth. Praise the Lord. Yes, we want to praise the Lord. Why? Because our God is good to us and his mercy endures forever. We need his mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, all of his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. 
We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to give you praise. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return them onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar devils, electronic and digital demons, technology demons in their attacks, all Leviathan spirits in their attacks, all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits in their attacks, all sex devils in their attacks, all unclean spirits in their attacks, all passive devils in their attacks, sorcery devils in their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, all seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, smart dust, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the strangers, the seducers and the charmers and their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons, all microwave weapons, all debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, everything coming off the cell towers, out of the cell phones and computers, from the satellite, in the name of Jesus Christ. All electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult. Father, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus, the merits of the shed blood of Jesus over our minds right now. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit in our mind that is not of Jesus Christ. We bind you. We send you into the cage. We mute you, muzzle you, and gag you with the blood of Jesus. And we command you to leave us now in Jesus' holy name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons, chalices upon the heads of the conjurers. We bind all 5G and components in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Asian, indigenous persons, native groups, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Indonesian, all groups, even groups under the sea in Jesus' name. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we return your attacks back to you because, after all, they're yours. We bind all Morgellons' attacks and return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all free-flying devils, all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bull flies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits and infirmities, supplanting, 
the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, undermine, defound, confound, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the anger of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or all sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us, against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. We want to thank you for that, Father. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending, the new world order, new age movement, and the great reset in Jesus' name. We bind the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of angel deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride, all of his agents, all of his powers, and we chain him with eternal chains under darkness. We strip his kingdom from him in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, gods and goddesses, every and all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of every demonic weapon, fireball, poison, voodoo pins and doll, cotton, cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual and ceremony and rite in Jesus' name. We bind the artifacts. We bind the spirits that give them power in Jesus' name. We bind the work of the demole and all groups that are associated in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we give you praise. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and lose all retaliations 
of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their own mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we just put our hands together and thank you and give you praise. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, and we give you praise. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for all who are in, for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You stretch forth your hand against the hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you. We cover ourselves and our property. And our minds, amen, with the blood of Jesus. And we take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, any thought or seed that the enemy has planted in our minds and hearts, in our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep through the night and day. And we thank you for the fiery wall of protection around us. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring, linking angels that war on our behalf continually in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your praising angels and your ministering spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, and everything being sent to us in the name of Jesus Christ that is not of Jesus. We cut ourselves free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, and yoke of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut ourselves free from attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm in the name of Jesus Christ. We command these spirits to be bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out of the saints. Come up and out of the people of God right now. Come up and out of the saints. Come up and out of the people of God right now. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Every spirit that is not of Jesus Christ, you're bound. Come up and out of the people of God. Come out of the people of God. You have no right to be there. Their bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Come up and out. Up and out. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit 
that is not of Jesus Christ, every spirit that was transferred in, every spirit that is resisting the Holy Spirit, we command you to come up and out of the people of God. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Every spirit of mind control, come up and out in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in the name of Jesus Christ. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Come out of them. Come out of them. All people who wish to be delivered will be coughing. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you. We take authority, dominion, and power over kundalini spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out of God's people. Come out of God's people. Every kundalini spirit you're bound. We break your your claws in Jesus' name. We cut you back from the tailbone. We cut off your head. We split the chakras. We command you to come up and out. Come out of God's people. Every false religious spirit, we bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of God's people. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people. Every false religious spirit, come out of God's people. Come out of the soul. Come out of the... Come out of the mind. Come out of the mind. Every demon in the mind, come out of the mind. Leviathan, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of pride, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of pride, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of pride and rebellion, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of pride and rebellion, oh, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people. Deep breath and cough, all pride, all arrogance, all rebellion, come out of God's people in Jesus' name. All mind control, come out of God's people in Jesus' name. Especially mind control through technology and electronics, come out of God's people. Come out of God's people in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Fire of God. Fire of God, come on your people in Jesus' name. Fire of God, come on your people in the name of Jesus. Burn out every uncleanness in the name of Jesus Christ. Every uncleanness. Burn it out in Jesus' holy name. Take a deep breath and allow the Holy Spirit to come in and fill those empty places. Release your prayer languages in Jesus' name. Release your prayer language. Release your prayer language in Jesus' name. Release your prayer language in Jesus' name. Hold your head up and release your prayer language in Jesus' name. Hold your head up and release your prayer language in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. 
has given you the ability to walk in total victory during every testing. Let me say it again. Our Heavenly Father, through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, has given you the ability to walk in total victory doing every testing, every trial, and every temptation that Satan, the one who tempts, will release against you. It's already been done. Jesus Christ, the Savior victorious, has destroyed the works of Satan in your life. He's done it. Yes, he has. This includes the power of sin, which once ruled over you and held you captive. You remember that, don't you? When you were held captive in sin, and no matter what you did, you found a way to sin. Well, that power has been broken in your life forever. You are no longer held in chains to the desires of self, flesh, and your own carnal nature. There's no ball and chain there anymore. You have power words now, and you can use them effectively and watch the result. They're in your mouth. You have the power to say no in Jesus' name to every temptation. That is when you choose to wake up and pay attention. You have the power to break the continuance of every habit that has you bound. You got a habit, you want to change? Well, time to do something about it, don't you think? God the Father has placed the spirit of his son within you, and you are in truth free from all sin. Jesus has done this for you. So you can't tell him that you're chained to sin unless you change yourself to it. But you choose, but you choose, but you choose to live your life this way, do you? Do you choose to live your life knowing that you are free from sin and you are free from its grasp? Do you exercise that and execute it every day? In Romans chapter 1, am I going there? Yes, I am. Romans. Chapter 1. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Romans chapter 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Write your name right there where it says me, put your name there. 
hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The life-giving power of the Holy Spirit, we have this blessedness through Jesus Christ, by the way, has freed you from the vicious repetition of sin and then death, has freed you from the vicious repetition of sin and then death. Jesus destroyed this vicious cycle in your life. God has provided total, complete, and lasting victory for you. He has already provided total, complete, and lasting victory for you. It's already happened. There is not one reason for you as a Christian to stumble and fall into the trap, snare, and lure of Satan through temptation. Jesus has already cleared the way for you. It's been done. It was done, in fact, before anybody that I've met recently was conceived in the womb. It's been done. No, not one reason. Not at all. But as we know, there are many Christians who are still bound by habits that they cannot break. There are many Christians who are still bound by habits that they cannot break. These same souls are being entrapped over and over by the temptations to their self-lives. The temptation to the self-life. Many people of God who have been faithfully serving God for decades of their lives, in a weakened moment are yielding to temptation, and their lives are being destroyed, even their ministry. Not just their lives and the lives of others, their ministries as well. This is a very, serious matter. It's a serious matter to God. It's a serious matter to other Christians, and therefore a serious matter to every Christian. There are Christians who are either ignorant or deceived by the enemy or both. Ignorant, deceived, or both who believe that they have no control over their own will. They actually believe that. It will tell you that the devil made them do it. 
but he can't make you do anything. He cannot make you do anything. He couldn't make Jesus do anything in the wilderness, and he can't make you do anything either. You cannot say the devil made you do it because he can't do that. He can't make you do that. You did that. You chose that. Nothing could be further from the truth. You do have power over your own will. You have the power of your own will. You find that out when you're very little. Somebody tries to give you something in your mouth and you don't want it and you tighten your mouth up and it ain't going in. You find out very young that you have your own will. And you exercise it, and you don't ever stop doing that either. It's the truth. You do have the power of your own will and your own choices. They yield to the temptations of their flesh, their self, their carnal nature. Their excuse is, I just couldn't help myself. Well, doesn't the Bible say that the Holy Spirit is our helper? Okay, so that excuse is out the window. The temptation was too strong. I didn't have the power to resist. Well, there's power in the name of Jesus every time you open your mouth and release his name. Isn't that what he says? So that's out the window, too. Amen? Saints, that mindset is pure deception. It's a lie. It's an outright lie. The truth is that every born-again child of God, no matter how weak or strong you may be, You have the power already released to you to resist every temptation. When you receive Jesus Christ, your heavenly Father released that power to you. Amen? Amen. It's good to acknowledge the truth. God has made full provision for every victory over every trial, every temptation. So you say, since God has made full provision for victory over every trial and every temptation, why do I and other Christians falling into the sway of the temptation? Why are I and other Christians falling into the sway of temptation? Well, that's a very good question. We're going to get the answer. Why am I and others living in a very weak condition when much power has been released to us? That's an excellent question. That's an absolute excellent question. The answers are quite plain. Most Christians set themselves up for defeat. Christians set themselves 
up for defeat. That's how it happens. You defraud yourself. You lie to yourself. You betray yourself. That's how it happens. Well, um, I was dating this guy, and he just kept calling, and he just kept calling, and he just kept calling, and you know how it ends up. Well, you know about that thing called the telephone, whether it's one of these modern ones or the old-fashioned one that I grew up with. When you answer the phone and you say hello, if it's someone that you should not talk to, you have the ability to disconnect immediately. You have the ability to disconnect immediately without offering any apologies or excuses. And if it's one of these cellular things, not only can you disconnect, but you can block that number out of your phone so that they cannot call you anymore. Well, they showed up to my house. Do you have a no trespassing sign on your front door? You ought to have one. And besides, just because someone shows up to your front door doesn't mean you have to answer. You can keep right on doing whatever you were doing, and you can leave them right out there for as long as you wish. If it particularly gets on your nerves, you have these local people called policemen, law enforcement. You can use that same phone and dial them and call them and say, there's someone at my front door that I don't want in my yard. I don't want them at my front door. Please come and invite them to leave. You see, you have power in the situation. But the thing is, are you going to use your power properly? Your father, in all of his wisdom and foreknowledge, has already released the power to you. But he's not going to come down from his throne and press the buttons for you. And neither are the angels. You have responsibility in this matter. You can decide. You can make a choice. You can take action. Amen? Amen. Now we're doing a little better. You see, Christians actually give Satan the ammunition that he needs to defeat them. And so have you. Some point, sometime, some way, you handed over all the ammunition that the devil needed to shoot you down. And naturally, he's going to do it. You know what to do. Amen. Execute your responsibilities. You know what to do. Praise the Lord. So, as we said, yes, you have done, participated in foolishness many times and given Satan access into your mind. Yes, you have. Think about it. You've allowed the enemy access into your mind. Your mind is supposed to be off limits to the enemy. 
It's supposed to be off limits to the enemy. And you let him in primarily through the gateway of your eyes and your ears. Primarily, that's the way you do it. Yes, that's how humans have been doing it for a long time. Yes, giving Satan access into your mind and allowing yourself to be bombarded by unrighteous thoughts and desires that tempt or lure you into the ways of your old carnality is sin. When you allow him access, it's sin. You have sin. Because the enemy doesn't supposed to have, he's not supposed to have access to your mind. He's not supposed to have access to your eye gate or your ear gate. If he does, you allow it. Yes, there is a reason that we instruct you to bind every thought in Jesus' name. Yes, there is a reason that we instruct you to bind every thought in Jesus' name. No, I did not say every thought that seems or appears to be bad to you. I said every thought, every single thought, no matter how normal or wrong it seems to you. I did not say for you and your presumption to judge the thought. I said, bind every thought, period. That's what we teach you to do here in this ministry, to bind every single thought. Not a thought, oh, well, I think that's a good thought, and I think that's the bad. I did not ask you to sit in the judge's seat. That's not your seat. That seat belongs to the righteous judge. That's not your place. I ask you, I said to you as your pastor, this is what we teach in this ministry, bind every thought. The nice ones, the so-called good ones, the neutral ones, the negative ones, the horrible ones, the despicable ones, if it's a thought, bind it in Jesus' name, without exception. We're not sorting through the thoughts like you sort through peas trying to pull out a stone. You bind all the thoughts in Jesus' name, every single thought. Christians are being defeated not because Satan's power to tempt is so great, but rather because they do not understand Satan's strategy of temptation and they do not know how to resist. Now, In this ministry, we teach you how to resist the devil. You cannot say that we do not. In this ministry, I don't know where else you've been, but in this one, we teach you how to resist the devil and how to defeat him. If you don't do it, that's your choice. If you refuse to do it, that's your choice. If you neglect to do it, that's your choice. But we teach you so that you are equipped to do it if you so choose to. Amen? Amen. Amen. And if they have been taught 
how to resist the temptation, they will not discipline themselves to actually perform the resistance which is effective. You see, you come to church, we teach you what to do, we repeat the same things over and over so you get it, no matter how many times you've heard it and heard it and heard it, so you got it. You've seen us and heard us execute it, so you know how to execute it. But we cannot make you discipline yourself to do it for yourself. Only you can do that. Jesus is not going to come down and do that for you. The angels are not going to come push your discipline button. That's for you to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you desire to be victorious over Satan, you will need to not lean on your own understanding. If you want to be victorious, you have to learn not to lean on your own understanding, on your own perspective, on your own analysis of the situation. You have to call for the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. If you're going to be victorious, you have to operate in truth. And so you will need to engage the Holy Spirit because he is the spirit of truth. If you lean on your own understanding, you will find that it's faulty. And wherever it has weak places, you have opened the door to the enemy. Amen? Amen. Very good, class. Very good. Pastor's proud of you today. You're doing much better. Amen. Let's face the truth. There is much about life that you still need to learn through actual practice, actual practice of righteousness. Yes, by doing, doing. Not just listening to pastor, doing yourself. This situation is no different. You need to know and understand how to move yourself from a very vulnerable position to a position beyond defeat. Jesus has a process for that. He wouldn't leave you without what you need. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. God has already done his part. When will you do your part? Satan does not have the power to compel you to sin against your free will. He does not have it. I don't care if he tells you he does have it. He's lying. He doesn't have it. He does not have the power to compel you to sin against your own free will. Remember the, the, the toddler? You're trying to get that spoon with the spinach on it in his mouth, and he tightens his jaw, and he clenches them little gums together, and he won't let you in. And he shakes his head back and forth. No, no, no. And he's persistent about it. Well, you've got more power than that. Amen. 
Amen. He does, Satan does have the ability to place temptation before you. He did it to Jesus, and he'll do it to you too. It doesn't matter how spiritual you are, how long you've been a Christian, how much you know the word, you could have memorized the entire Bible and can quote it all without making one mistake. He did it to Jesus, and he's going to do it to you too. Amen? So you may as well plan on that. He can persuade you to do something disobedient and disloyal to God. You know, he persuaded Eve. But you see, Eve gave him ear. She could have ignored it. You've seen babies ignore you. You're trying to do something with them, and they just... If they can do it, we know that you can do it, right? Amen. He can entice you and attract you by offering the hope of a reward or pleasure. He's done that before. He did it to Eve. He did it to Jesus. He'll do it to you too. He can lure you by attracting you to some situation and presenting the situation to you. He can mislead and deceive you into believing what is not true by a misrepresentation of the fact by words, actions, or misconceived perceptions. Let me say that again. He can mislead and deceive you into believing what is not true by a misrepresentation of the fact, by words, by actions, or by misconceived perceptions. Yes, you can wrongly interpret and misunderstand a situation. Can't you? You've already done that before. So see, you have the ability to do that. It's just the truth. But Satan cannot make you sin. Since Satan knows that he cannot make you sin, his plan and strategy is to gain control of your will. Just like every hunter who stalks his prey, he sets a trap. Yes, he is setting traps for you now. Get the point? He's setting traps for you now. And so the Lord is back yet again saying, watch and pray, watch and pray, watch and pray. You can't sleep if you're going to watch and pray. You have to be awake and alert and paying attention. That's the way it must be. Yes, he is setting traps for you now. He lures you with bait. 
He places temptation before you that arouses the desires and lust of your old carnal nature. All right. You used to hide candy bars under your pillow. And so you say to yourself, well, now you're too old for that. There's no need for you to continue to do that. You're an adult now. That's childishness. When you're an adult, you put away childish things. So you're not going to do that anymore. You're going to take those candy bars right back in the kitchen where food belongs. Well, how many times do you parade yourself into the kitchen just to peruse those candy bars? They haven't changed. They're still in the wrapper. What you bought is still inside of them. But there you are going for the lure and the temptation of the enemy. If you choose by an act of your will, you can put your mind on something else. And you can bind those thoughts about those candy bars in the kitchen. And you can go find something else that's actually more significant and important to do and get it done, can't you? But what are you doing? You're strolling back into the kitchen again. Mm-hmm. And you think I can't hear from God? Hmm. You're strolling your happy little self right where you don't need to be. And you're doing it deliberately as an act of your will, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, it works that way with everything else, too. You know how it was when you were a teenager. You thought you were cute in your hot pants. And that boy lived right down the street. He was over there with his brothers, minding their own business. But, oh, you, you have to go put on that brand-new pair of hot pants with the shoes you like and parade yourself, you and your girlfriend, down the street right in front of his house to make sure that he saw you. Tell me I'm wrong, church. Okay, so you clearly understand how the process works. You're not lost on this. You know, you're trying to impress that girl, so you go down to the gym. You know full well you don't know how to lift weights, but you're going to get in there and you're going to press that and about to kill yourself and somebody comes by and has mercy on you and spots you, but you're just going to bench press till you think your chest is all out there. Then you're going to wear this tight T-shirt and make sure she sees you in it. Tell me I'm wrong. So everybody is familiar with how the process of temptation goes. Well, it hasn't changed any. It hasn't changed at all. He places temptation before you that arouses the desires and lust of your old carnal nature. Then he sits and waits for you to fall into his trap. You can't say that you didn't know what you were doing. You can't say that you didn't have any idea where that might land you and where it might lead you to. But nonetheless, 
chose to do it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Well, James chapter 1. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12. Blessed is the man, the woman, the child that endureth temptation. Not caves into temptation, endures the temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. If you went and got that candy bar, you did not get the crown of life. You got some more fat. Which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. No, God did not tempt you to do those things. You set yourself up. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and entice. And many times you open your own self up to the enticement. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. There you have it. How did I get into this mess? You set yourself up. That's how it happened. Blessed is the saint who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. Anchored in the Holy Scriptures. For when this saint has stood in the test and has passed the test and been approved by God, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to them that love him through their obedience to him. Mm-hmm. Just because you know there's chocolate ice cream in the freezer is no reason for you to go in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But every person is tempted and drawn away and baited by his own evil, wicked, unrighteous desire. Those evil desires, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. That's what God calls it. He calls it sin. No, he does not call it a mistake. He calls it sin. Mm -hmm. And sin, when it is fully matured and blossoms, brings forth death. This is the process. This battle takes place in your own heart and your own mind. It takes place in your own heart And in your own mind, Satan baits you by placing a temptation before you. You are tempted when you are drawn away by your own carnal desires. When you allow Satan to fill your mind with thoughts that continually feed those desires, 
you will eventually yield your will to those desires. And sin will be conceived in your heart and in your mind. Long before the sin manifests or displays itself in your actions or lack of action. Mm-hmm. So the hook is in you. The hook is inside you. And Jesus is saying, watch and pray. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those Christians who have been deceived into thinking that as long as you do not outwardly sin by your actions, that you have not sinned? Are you deceived that way? Is that what you think? Is that what you believe? That just because you didn't outwardly do it doesn't mean you didn't do it. Wrong. Absolutely, positively wrong. When you allow your mind to be filled with all sorts of unrighteous desires and longings, plans and schemes, manipulations and such, you have sinned. You've already sinned. The question is, how long are you going to allow the sin to drag you off? What are you going to do about it? You indulge in fantasy. Oh, yes, you do. You've got those little ideas swirling in your mind, and they've been swirling there for a while, and you've had plenty of time to pull them down, as the Scripture tells you to. But no, you're going to keep letting them swirl in the back of your mind. Well, there's consequences to letting them swirl in the back of your mind. And Jesus is coming to say, watch and pray. You see, in the Christian circles, there are many church leaders that have fallen in recent years. But their falling didn't happen the moment something happened and somebody caught them. It started long time ago in their hearts and in their thought life. There's a reason we keep telling you to bind every thought in Jesus' name. You can catch the enemy before he has an opportunity to blossom sin in your life, or you can get caught after it's blossomed and brought forth fruit. Jesus is saying, watch and pray. Amen. Do not allow Satan to deceive you and get the advantage. Sin forms and develops in the mind and heart. Sin forms and develops in the mind and heart. Your sin forms and develops in your mind and in your heart. Amen? It's the truth. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 28. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her 
has committed adultery with her already in his heart. You see, we told you earlier that the enemy uses your eye gate and your ear gate primarily. So the gate he used here was the eye gate. Looking on the woman to lust after her, there's an intent of the heart. So you have the eye gate. You have the heart. It's in the mind. It's not restricted. It's not brought down from its high place. And so adultery, Jesus says, has already been committed in the heart. Before you ever get around to having her called out of the water where she's taking a bath mind in her own business, before it gets there, it starts somewhere else. Some of us call it first notice. See, Bathsheba just wanted to be cleaned up. You know, it was time to change the odor, you know. That was what was on her mind. Well, other people have minds too, and you need to be aware of that. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. Jesus speaking here. And cast it from thee. It is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Jesus speaking here. Amen. If chastity is a problem for you, go to Jesus and ask him to put you in the deep freeze. You'll cool right off. Amen. It's the truth. You know if you're tempted to walk in pride. Ask Jesus, Lord, I need you to humble me every single day. I need you to promise me you will humble me. Every single day, provide a situation that I have to humble myself every single day. See, Jesus is saying, watch and pray. Amen. Psalm 28, verse 3. Psalm 28, verse 3. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. See where the mischief is? It's in the heart. Mischief is in the heart. Proverbs 21, verse 4. Proverbs 21, verse 4. And high look and a proud heart. And the plowing of the wicked is sin. Wherever you have pride in your life, you have sin and you have demons. Wherever you have pride in your life, you have sin, you have demons, and you're evoking the curse back on your life. That's what you're doing. Amen. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 4, 
verse 18. Thy way and thy doing have procured these things unto thee. Say to yourself, my way and my doing have procured these things unto me. This is my wickedness. Because it is bitter, because it reaches unto my heart. That's what the Lord wants everybody to know. It's your own way. It's your own doings that get you into hot water. These things are your own wickedness. They got you in trouble. No, you can't go say, but the devil made me do it. That won't work. It just won't work. And it reaches all the way to your heart. Not somebody else's heart, your heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. In other words, there is nothing more deceitful than your heart. So you should expect deceit to come out of your heart. You shouldn't pretend that you have this perfect little wonderful heart, that there's nothing wrong in it and no bad and no sin. No, don't do that. Just tell the truth, okay? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Does that mean it's just those other people's hearts? No, your heart too. Everybody's heart. Equal opportunity wickedness here. Equal opportunity wickedness. Thou knowest all the wickedness which thy heart is privy to. You know. And if you come into the light of God's countenance and his word, the Holy Spirit will convict you. He will convict you. He's faithful. First Corinthians chapter 10 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh, see, it's in your mind already, he standeth, take heed, pay attention, let thee fall. You think, okay, I, I kind of got this Christian thing down, and I, I, I know three scriptures, and I can quote them, and I can bind the devil now. I know how to do that. I think I about got this thing down. He says, wherefore, let him that thinketh, he standeth, take heed, pay attention now, lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you 
but such as is common to man. The temptations that come to try you and test you, everybody gets them. It's common to all mankind. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able? He won't allow the temptation to be so overwhelming that you're not able to resist it or do anything about it at all. He won't allow that to happen. But will, with the temptation, also, also, make a way to escape. See, he thought of everything. He makes a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. You get an escape hatch. He's already planned it, already provided it, but will you take it? Will you take it? Second Corinthians chapter 10. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to begin with verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, do we, church? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How are we going to do this, you say? Verse 5, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity, putting it into lock and chain, binding it up, handcuffing that thing, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Basically, the Lord is saying, don't go dancing out trying to tell other people they're wrong when you're doing the same thing. You overcome first. You overcome first. Mm-hmm. God expects that of us. When you allow your heart and mind to be filled with impure thoughts and thoughts that do not at all please your heavenly Father, and you entertain these thoughts, you have already sinned. Just as if you had outwardly committed the act itself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus says to us in Mark chapter 13, verse 23. Jesus says to us in Mark chapter 13, verse 23. Mark 13. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Mark thirteen twenty-three. But take ye heed. Behold, I have foretold you all things. In other words, pay attention. I've already told you about this. It shouldn't catch you off guard. I've warned you. Pay attention to the warning. Follow my instruction. Jesus says to us these things. But take ye heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. And in Matthew twenty six forty one, Matthew twenty six forty one, Jesus says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he's telling us that he's forewarned us. He's telling us that the temptation is coming our way. In other words, it's going to arrive on your front door. Will you be ready? It's not a maybe. It's a certainty. It's coming to your door. It's already in your town and in your neighborhood. Will you be ready? He tells us to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, he says, but the flesh, as we know, is weak. Pray that you don't enter into temptation. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Very good, church. You're doing very good today. Stand for the benediction. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. And the church said amen. Amen and amen. Pastor loves you. Recast the message. Jesus is talking to you. He is very serious. Very serious. Amen. Amen.
was still 